And welcome to the first ever episode of Poopery. Did you say poopery or a poop platter? Oh shit, it's poop platter. <laughs> I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> no, no, leave no, this I'm in. Do that again. What an auspicious I'm do beginning. That again. I'm yeah. do that again. First, <laughs> first episode of poop platter. <laughs> My name is Mike Coscarelli. And I'm Justin Perez. And we're your hosts uh, on this fantastic uh, sampler platter of uh, just about all you can imagine in the podcast world. Uh, this is our first episode. It's not our first episode as a as a podcasting duo. No, but it is the first episode doing this format. Formerly, we were the shit. My girlfriend makes me watch podcast. Yep, and as we, we were the whipped boys, the whipped and now boys. And we now. are the poo poo platter boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you very much. Um, if you are just coming to this podcast for the first time and you haven't heard what you know uh, our shows in the past, what you can expect from this show is a little bit of everything. Uh, speaking of which, uh, later on in this episode, you're going to hear our interview with a uh, very funny comedian, Andrea Allen, uh, of the Hot Mess Comedy Hour, uh, and also uh, has one of the... Uh, is that you? Oh. All right. Well, we took a momentary break there <laughs> to uh, turn down the uh, uh, my girlfriend who was watching Bravo in the other room. Uh, if you can hear uh, Dorit from Real Housewives of New York uh, talking in the background in a fake British accent, then you know. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, oh wait, Dorit is uh, Beverly Hills, isn't it? Doesn't matter. The point is, you might hear some things, and here we are. First episode. First episode. I'm coming so, out hot. So we have an interview with Andrea Allen, but first, me and Mike are going to talk. We're going to talk. Well, we're going to catch up. Great. Uh, as a as an our inaugural show mm-hmm. uh, begins, uh, how was your week, Justin? <laughs> oh, it was incredible. Uh, I came straight from my th- weekly therapy session. Oh yes, with my Israeli goddess. Mm. My 57-year-old Israeli goddess, we met, we talked, we had a nice little breakthrough. She pointed out something interesting. She goes, do you think you end relationships because you don't want to get hurt, so you do the hurt first? And I went, oh my God, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm so scared of being hurt that maybe I break up relationships before or I Mm self-sabotage. Because I want to inflict the hurt first. Right. Or get myself out of the way of hurt. Right. Which is very interesting. And then she told me about uh, uh, the way we sort of uh, make conspiracy theories in our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the way I described it. But basically, you try to fit everything into your belief system, even though it has nothing to do with your belief system of like, someone treats me this way, they're going to hurt me. But really, it's just someone acting a certain way, but you're making it fit your theory. Mm -hmm. You're making it fit your conspiracy theory. You're making it like the reason the towers fell this way is because (laughs) they were self-sabotaged by the U.S. fucking government, man. And it's really, it's really, it's like, no, two planes have never hit a fucking building filled with jet fuel. So this is why they, they collapse this way. But if you only see a conspiracy theory, then you know the government did this. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what, I was with you for a little bit, uh-huh. and then... Oh, because you believe the government did 9-11. I just kind of stopped listening to what you were talking about. Why? I, I listened know. patiently. You, started, you, started you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you said some fucking crazy shit how the Marvel movies have gave you anxiety about your, your existence. But I, I was and right. You, <laughs> and you fucking abandoning me 
immediately, immediately, within minutes, I let you prat on for 20 minutes about the Marvel movies and all this. Started, it started. Oh, your thing started uh, with you talking about therapy, which I was with. I was uh-huh, understanding because uh-huh. I do agree Great. with the therapist that you do self-sabotage yes. for sure. Yes. Uh, and end relationships before the other person can right. end the relationship. All right. Yes. Uh, with your therapist a thousand percent. Great. Then you started talking about 9-11 and I was like, huh? Because I'm explaining how people will make things fit their belief system. So you're saying the belief system is that it was a conspiracy that the government did it? No. So a conspiracy theorist's belief system is that the government did 9-11, right? That's their belief system. So all the pieces of evidence that show it is not the government's uh, doing 9-11, they're going to distort to fit their belief system that, of course... That is what happened. So your mind is a conspiracy theorist and you're saying people have hurt me in the past and they do X, Y, and Z, but you're getting A, B, and C right now and you're still making that X, Y, and Z because this is what you want to believe. When you want to believe that someone's going to hurt you, you're going to categorize everyone into that sort of belief system. And I think that's what I've done a lot when the majority of people I've dated have been super nice and super not able to hurt me so we're not talking about 9-11 everything's about 9-11 man can't you fucking see that the government man okay yeah no All right. we're not talking about 9-11 that's but, what uh, i thought okay i'm just making I, sure i was giving a metaphor it's you a metaphor. fucking rube i get it it's a metaphor okay good lord all right but the government did do it and they're run by lizard people well i get it hey listen like i said i think that you are <laughs> i think your therapist is 100 percent right great uh i think that uh Again, part of uh, the reason that we had to end shit my girlfriend makes me watch and do something else was because you and Taz broke up. That's the, it's very little to do with it. It was more. To the, mm-hmm. We ended it before that. We ended it way before that. We ended it because we did not like watching shows we didn't like to watch. Sure. I, I, I felt like a, a, a chore for some of the shows. Some of the shows were great. I love 90 Day Fiance. It's one of my favorite shows now. And some of the shows... We're fucking that stupid show with Kristen Cavallari. Oh, that was bad. It was bad. Very bad. It was bad. I wanted to like it too because I like her. Jake Cutler was funny, which is bad news. A guy who is uncharacteristically funny was very funny on that podcast. Yeah. Or on that uh, on that show. Yeah. So that's why we quit. Yeah. Well, looking ahead, uh, I have my, <laughs> my my bachelor party weekend. Oh, you're getting married. I'm Congrats. not getting married, but I'm going to be a best man. Oh, okay. Shout out to Evan. Love you, my man. Uh, my best friend since How birth. much money do you think you're dropping? A lot. Too much. Let's, Too much. Let's go through it. So the flight... Uh, I'm sorry. Not the flight. The trip no, not the to flight. Nashville. Yes. How much do you think you're spending round trip? Uh, just on travel alone. Actually, not that much. On travel alone. So my man, Tommy, he got me... Uh, he works at Hertz. Wow, he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, so Tommy got me a, a, a nice discount on a rental car, uh-huh. so that's not going to be that much. That's like 70 bucks. 70 bucks for the entire rental car trip. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. And then your tr- train is $400? $300. So it's 400 No, it's not 400 okay. It's $300. 300 so 370 Okay, it's not bad. And are you staying in a hotel? Yeah, I got to book that after we do this. You have to book that. Yeah. And when is it? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Michael, 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 Michael. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you waiting till the day before to book something? Wait, I, I, what happens if there's a fucking uh, Star Trek convention it's out there? It's Charlotte. I'm not going to the fucking middle of nowhere. Oh, well, you never know. It's, there's a city. There's an okay, airport. Okay. There's going to be plenty of shit open. All right, so 
Star Trek convention? Do you think that's even a possibility? Four seventy. So you probably that's four seventy right there. Do you have to get a tux? You have to rent a tux or I something? I did that already. That caught, but that not for the party. But yeah, I did that. How much was that? Uh, I think that was like two hundred for the suit. Seventy six. Not that, a tux. That's six seventy so far. Yeah. Six seventy, and then you have to get them a gift. Yeah. So that's probably, and you're probably bringing your girlfriend. Yeah. So that's two hundred dollars. Maybe you're gonna throw in. Probably. Let me, Six, let me seven, ask you this: because eight seventy—that's eight seventy at the at, at the very least, eight hundred seventy dollars. Um, for friendship. That sounds about right. Yeah, it'll be. <laughs> it'll probably cost me about a G when it's all said and done. Can I you pay a hotel you back? Room. Can you pay you back a thousand dollars if he gets divorced? Well, he's gonna have to do this again when he's my best man eventually. Now I know you. You're just gonna do it at the at, in Vegas. Just I, you think I'm gonna get? <laughs> how am I gonna get to Vegas? I'm not gonna get on a plane, Justin. Oh I don't fly. damn it! That's right, Atlantic City. I'm sorry, Atlantic City. <laughs> it will be Atlantic City. <laughs> just uh, maybe we can figure out a way to make Boston fun. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a Bruce Springsteen impersonator <laughs> yeah, 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 marrying yeah. you in Atlantic City. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this before we get into our sure. other big topic for today, uh, and then obviously Andrea Allen coming up uh, after that. Um, I am not 100% sure. This was sort of floated to me, and I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not, but do you get a best man gift? Like, do you, as a best man, do you give... Do you give groom? a gift? Yeah, do you give another no, gift? No, you get a gift. You get a gift. Your gift is the $200 plus you're going to give in cash in an envelope at, at the wedding. That is, your, <laughs> that is your gift. Okay. And he also is aware that you're probably spending close to $1,000. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, he does knows now because he certainly listens to this podcast. <laughs> but Yeah, well... You don't have to get him a gift. I, they I was going to get him a gift. No. He plays guitar. And I walked into no, a guitar store. You're giving him cash money to start his life. Oh. Th- that's the gift. And also, he knows you're spending $1,000. That's So you're spending $1,000. Justin, Justin, say no more. <laughs> I don't need to buy a gift. That's all I heard. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm good Great. with that. <laughs> Great. Uh I still think he should pay you back if he gets divorced. He no, should pay you if back. If he gets thousand. divorced, all right. If he gets divorced, maybe we'll think about it. But just I, like, just I hit him up on Venmo, divorced. like, hey man, thousand dollars. Do you remember that time seven years ago? I dropped, <laughs> I dropped a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I tried to conquer my biggest fears of flying, and then I ended up just taking a, a train, ten hour train <laughs> to a car, I mean, a six hour uh, drive? <laughs> <laughs> well, you owe me that back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll worry about that when that happens. Yeah. I think those kids are going to make it, though. I think that... Uh, I can't see right now. Mike is furiously winking at me. No, my good friend <laughs> Evan, I think that he and his uh, fiance Jackie, are going to they're gonna go the distance. Nice. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're good kids. Jack? Oh, he's a gay man. Jack E. Oh, okay. He could be gay. It's a woman? It's a woman, oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. Can't be gay. Well... I was going to say good things about him, but who cares about a straight marriage anymore? All right. Well, uh, <laughs> part of what we wanted to do here on uh, Poo Poo Platter, folks, yes. is uh, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of variety of stuff. Yep. Uh, and before we get to Andrea Allen to talk about this uh, uh, Comedy Central Dina Hashem controversy, uh, we found a little article that we thought would be nice to talk about before we uh, get into everything. Uh, it turns out uh, The Atlantic... The online magazine. No, it's it's both. It's it's online and print. It's an online magazine, <laughs> and they have declared that the future of the city is childless. America's urban rebirth is missing something key: actual births. To sum up this whole article, written by Derek Thompson, uh, it's a very very interesting read. So go check that out if you want to read the whole thing. But uh, essentially, if you live in a uh, big city, primarily New York. San Francisco, Los Angeles, a city where rents are high, 
uh, and money is not necessarily easy to come by <laughs> if you don't have a certain set of skills. Uh, the uh, birth rate is falling off dramatically. To give you a, a good uh, example here, there's a there's a nice graph with pink graphics uh, that goes to show you the percent change in high-density urban living among 25 to 49-year-olds from 2000 to 2017. If you had no college or if your eldest children was over five years old, negative uh, 5% of the people living in the city uh, qualified. Uh, if your eldest child was over, uh, was under six, uh, you had, uh, about 3% of the population. Uh, and then you had, uh, <laughs> about 7% of the population with no children. And then you had about 25% of the population. And it is labeled like this on the graph that says white college grad, no school aged kids. <laughs> 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 That's who's living in cities right now. Yeah. Uh, we both live in New York City. Justin, do you think that that is a fair estimation from what you've been seeing? Well, I think it's uh, interesting, mm -hmm. and I think it's uh, fascinating, mm -hmm. but I think it's not bringing into focus lots of things by uh, our generation. Like what? Uh, one, I think we've just gotten better as adults, as a society, at pulling out. <laughs> oh, is that that's what this study doesn't reflect? Yeah, it's not reflected in the numbers. I, I see. I, you can check. You can zoom in on the pink graph. Okay, but I don't see anything about pulling out. I think uh, the method has been uh, started in the caveman times because they figured out pretty soon afterwards it was it. This is covered in Jared Diamond's book uh, about his anthropology book, Collapse: uh, The Pullout Game, and so I think it's just been perfected at this point. We've had. Are you being serious? Four thousand? No, I'm not being serious. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you were really riding with it. You yeah. were just waiting for me. Four thousand years of, of being pulling out, and you know what? Uh, 2019, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it has to be something. It has to be with like there's better birth control. The IUD is a lot more effective than the pill. People forget to take the pill. Yeah. IUD is stuck in you. Yeah. So I think that's had a declining birth rate, and I think it's been more socially acceptable to not have a child and to wait as long as possible until you're financially stable to have a child. Right. And when you have a child, get the fuck out of the city. That's what everyone I know seems to do. They go, you know what? I had a child and I just realized I hate Williamsburg. That seems to be a lot of the people that we know. Yeah. Well, it's weird. I think part of it has to go. Uh, so one of the things that Derek really does a good job of, of explaining in this um, He's very harsh on like the people that live in cities. And I think it's a fair harshness yeah. because his whole point is basically, and this is a quote from the article, uh, sociologists Richard Lloyd and Terry Nichols Clark put it, uh, cities are now entertainment machines for the young, <laughs> rich, and mostly childless. And this development... He's describing a fucking casino. <laughs> Basically, a, yeah. This isn't a, an actual place you go to. <laughs> and this development has crucial implications not only for the, on the future for American cities, but also for the future of the U.S. economy and American politics. He also says that a lot of most of the wealth in the country is uh, located in about five different cities uh, between Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City, and Philadelphia. I mean, the, that's always been the case, but okay. Yeah. Um, San Francisco obviously has tech. So basically all these tech jobs are in the city. And I, I listen, man, uh, the idea of commuting from New Jersey or Connecticut or Westchester to the into the city for like a higher paying job. It kind of sounds shitty to me. I not crazy because I know a thousand people do it, but San Francisco, I'm sure all these places are the same thing. 
the higher paying jobs are in the city. So it's this catch 22 where it's like the city is now, I think he's right. I think they are designed for these like people that kind of don't want to have kids. Once you have kids, the fun is kind of over. Like you don't get to go to the city and like go to the Williamsburg bars anymore or like do all this they really do make this like a playground. Key off the Brooklyn Bridge. And I wasn't going to say that. Kill a hobo. I was going to say like. Do heroin a, with the Mayor de Blasio. You know, you just can't do that anymore. I was going to say maybe like take a city bike to like Central Park or like something. Wow, you have a wild imagination. I guess I do. <laughs> but yeah, they. I guess there is an element of, you know, a, uh, Peter Pan syndrome in these uh, true. big cities. Um it's weird though. There's got to be some people raising kids in the city. Well, and I obviously can't there be is. that bad. I know several. Yeah, our, our friend Julie Katakis is raising a child in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I think people sort of make uh, not consolidations, like uh, compromises of like, you know what? I think we can pull it off in Brooklyn if we if we can afford a place here. But it's few. I, I mean, Julie Katakis owns a house in Park Slope, so it's like you know what I mean. It's a select few people who can pull it off but it's really not keeping in mind like everyone who's stuck in the city who can't afford to live in westchester but it kind of is this is like the point of this like the p- whole point of this graph is that the do people they not no know college? anybody of color because everyone i work with has children and lives in the city i, I mean i guess not <laughs> this like, is as i said the, the majority the of atlantic was, may not know some black people <laughs> or hispanics <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> the, the, the chart is mostly made of white college grad ki- uh, grad students. Yeah, this is a very particular set of people. The, the, the majority of people in the city are stuck in the city, or they're you know they live and work in the city, and they're having kids, man. But dude, and no offense just, to our our audience here, because I know not everybody that's listening to this is living in the city. What do you do if you don't live in a city? <laughs> we sort of talked about this. <laughs> Were you talking about this when we went to Danville? Yeah, when we went to Pennsylvania. We went to what Danville, is, Pennsylvania. What, what is there to do? And Mike literally looked around and. And it's like, what do these rubes do? <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> I really don't. Are you kidding me? I, I'm they not do kidding the same you. thing we do. They fucking hang out. They have game nights. If you really break down what we do, like on a, the summertime, we go to the beach. The, the wintertime, we have uh, game nights and we go to bars and restaurants. They do the exact same thing. It's just less selection. There's like two good bars but the restaurants like. are like Johnny Carino's no. and, and <laughs> Applebee like well I'm right? sure there's an independent restaurant at every fucking town or like within driving distance it's not just all like, how long can an independent restaurant stay in business in an area that doesn't have like if it's good forever population? there's the town I grew up in for half my life is uh, Brewster, New York. Forget like bagel shops. No, I'm not Justin. talking bagel shops, you fucking dummy. There's places in my town that have been around for uh, 20, 30 years and they kill it. There's nothing to do in Brewster, New York. That's where I'm from. There's nothing to do. But people fight. There's shit all around you. Within 20 minutes, there's always something around you. And I, so I think you have a very simple mindset. Your fucking town you grew up in, Edison... What is there to do if you're Nothing. not going That's to why the city? I fucking left. Well, all right. <laughs> Can I just read this this opening paragraph? It's really like a yeah. Go for it. I don't care. We got this 10 is minutes like a, a white man's nightmare. Like he literally wrote in your voice. Like yeah. I hear it in my. I hear your voice. Yeah. This is how he starts off. This is uh your boy Derek Thompson. Derek Thompson of the Atlantic. A few years ago, I lived in a walk-up apartment. Are you gonna read a dramatic like that in the East Village of New York? Every so often descending the stairway, I would catch a glimpse of a particular family with young children in a sissy attempts to reach the fourth floor. 
The mom would fold her stroller to the size of a boogie board, then drag it behind her with her right hand while cradling the younger and typically crying child in the crook of her left arm. Hang on, let me, let me hop in. I'll teach you how to read. All right. Meanwhile, she would shout hygiene instructions in the direction of the older child who would slap both hands against every other grimy step to use her little arms as leverage, like an adult negotiating the bolder steps of Machu Picchu. You, uh, uh, let me jump in and do it wider. It, it looked like hell, or as I once suggested to a roommate, a carefully staged public service announcement against family formation. <laughs> Apparently the public got the message. Last year, for the first time in four decades, something strange Jewish. happened. Oh, hey, they, in a non-recession year, it shrank. <laughs> 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 this is like literally this is like a white fear article this is essentially like it's not the same thing of like the blacks are moving in but it's not too far from like <laughs> my friends are moving out <laughs> yeah my friends are moving out yeah. who am i gonna go to murray hill yeah to joshua tree with well yeah and that is sort of the dilemma of living in a city uh i mean i've, I've been starting to see Your it. white friends leave justin you're an old man you must surely have yes. seen many generations of friends come and go i've seen them all come and go people who have come and and been young with you yes and started families and left you yes and now you're stuck with me yes uh, mere years away from starting my own family yes and i'm sure once that happens i will leave you as well and you'll be stuck <laughs> here with no family and no friends and you'll have to make another round of 25 year old uh, friends but you will be old oh mike me and you are dying alone and you know that <laughs> <laughs> there's no way off this mortal coil no but seriously that is We're like born a, alone and we die alone <laughs> that is a thing that i think about a lot and I, I started to see like my friends now that we're about th- i'm about 30 start kind of 30 i'll be 30 next month okay uh, going in their own directions and maybe not having families yet, but it's certainly a thought that I have. And then that's the other thing. Do you stay in the city? And then what happens? You're 45. And even if you are married and maybe you have a kid, do your friends stay? Like how long does somebody, cause listen, I love New York city. I, I preferably would probably never leave. I would probably, I'm in Astoria right now. I like it. I think that like long term, maybe I'd like to buy something here and just sort of like hang in Astoria. Yeah. It, like in an ideal world where like life doesn't throw a bunch of fucking variables at you. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know that everybody else that I am friends with or knows feels that way about where they live. I still know people that are 30 years old, 35 years old. that are living with roommates. Yeah. So living I here, I lived in since I was suck. 34. Yeah, <laughs> so I get it. There's things about living here that really, really they do suck if you don't have like a lot of money. Again, this is like part of his point in this article that like if you got a lot of money and you live in the city, this is like why would you live somewhere else? Yeah, this is sort of the place to be. And really, I mean, if you the point of the story is to just have money. Whether you live in the city or you don't. The point of every story is you should have money. If you have money, then it doesn't matter where you live because you'll have a great time. You'll buy expensive shit. You'll buy a bigger house. You'll buy a better... The rules don't apply to you. The rules really don't apply. You'll make whatever situation you're in work nicely because you have something. It's the people that are like slugging it out that live in like, you know, live with four roommates in Brooklyn. This article is literally talking about white college age people. Yeah. And it's such a narrow view that I... I, I, who cares? <laughs> well, it's important, I think, because I, I think that like if our generation is the the type of generation that fled into cities because uh-huh. we sort of uh, rejuvenated them, is that going to be the case moving forward, or is it just you know 
there's always an ebb and flow where people are in the cities and leaving the cities. Yeah, but the this fact happens all the time. Is, a neighbors change. In 20 years, Astoria might be fucking terrible. But yeah, but this is the point. What happens when when we all leave? What happens when when the 30 year olds and the 35 year olds are like, all right, I've kind of had it. And they leave. Does the neighborhood, does the city fall into despair again? <laughs> no. I can't imagine it would, right? I, so then I mean, what happens? There's so many different things that make a city fall into despair. The, the employment rate, the, the crime rate, yeah. the, uh, the leadership up top, the, 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 the New York state government. It's so many things that to give a shit about people not fucking and coming in each other is really like the least of my concerns. Like this guy needed an article. All right, Justin, I get it. All right. It seems like we've exhausted every angle of the story. <laughs> just, I just, I really don't. I like, you're ready to I, move I, on. I get it. It's, it's just a, uh, people are coming less. You know what I mean? Who fucking move on. All right. Come on. All right, guys. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for listening to, uh, uh, poop. poop this is not the end of the again. episode. We it's have like another 45 minutes. Yeah. We got another big chunk with, uh, very funny comedian Andrea Allen. Go but, buy her album Gonzo. It's the uh, the cover art is a picture of her being cummed on. Yep. Uh, so that should be very eye catching. And uh, right now we're gonna have a word from our sponsor. If we don't have a sponsor, we're just gonna go straight into the next thing. Yeah, believe it or not, we may not have a sponsor for this first episode of Poo Poo Platter. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, stay till the end and enjoy uh, <laughs> Andrea Allen. We'll see you next week. Hey Mike, I just got this Brooklinen. Uh, sheets. <laughs> Brooklinen for when you're tired of not spending enough money on sheets. Brooklinen. <laughs> Use our promo code RACIST <laughs> for 50% off your first order. 50% off? Wow. Brooklinen is giving the store away. It's only $100 for a set of sheets. No duvet cover, just sheets. No duvet cover, sheets. Uh, but if you sweat like a pig like I do, Brooklinen does have a nice line of uh, temperature-controlled cooling sheets. Uh, you can put them on your bed, uh, and they will stop you from uh, sweating through the night during a heat wave in New York City. Yep. Again, that's promo code RACIST. Yes, and Brooklinen, off. Brooklinen obviously is created here in the United States, and it's obviously f- made in China, and we just want to thank all the Chinese people and... Uh, Please do not think our font of our podcast is problematic. No, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. We've just liked the name. Poo Poo Platter just happens to be a great description of lots of things. So remember, brooklinen.com slash racist. Promo code racist. <laughs> Promo code racist. For 50% off your next, bro- next order, Brooklinen, holy shit, their sheets. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back on the first ever Poo Poo Platter. Uh, Mike and Justin uh, back with you with uh, our very special guest, our first guest on the the new iteration of uh, the Mike and Justin podcast. Yes, we book our guests by alphabetical order. That's right. So she's the first name in comedy. That's right. She's the triple A of comedy, if you will. That's 100% right. You can also get her uh, album, Gonzo, uh, on iTunes right now, and I assume wherever else you can get your your uh, albums for uh is it still number one it was number one on itunes for a little bit not anymore number one on itunes it also hit number eight on the billboard charts which is imp- fucking crazy impressive right? that's awesome i know uh, and uh if <laughs> the the cover art for the album uh <laughs> is uh our guest getting cummed all over please welcome andrea allen andrea to the show allen. thank you for having me boys I th- so i saw the cover and i thought 
wow, that's a lot of Cetaphil on her face. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I see. It's milk, actually. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. It yeah. was... Um, it was so basically it was do you guys know Andrew WK the yes, wet. yes. Yep. I, I big fan and I always loved his album cover the original the one that was like super famous with He's the blood bleeding. all over his yeah. face yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like if I want to do a album cover I want it to be fucking rock and roll and yeah. so I sent that photo to a, a comedy photographer Mindy Tucker mm-hmm. and I was like I want that but come. <laughs> and, and she said, she, said, she was like, let me tell you somebody else who could shoot this. So. No, she loved it. It was the most feminist cum shot situation ever created. She, she went online and was like researching how they do photograph liquids mm-hmm. because it's like, Best it can't be. Cum. Yeah. Google, yeah. yeah I mean, use glue. Right. It's like, it can't be too like real milks too thin. It's not believable. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so she was like making batches of fake cum. Um, oh my god um and then i came there with like frosting the 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 white on my face is frosting uh-huh. the like come coming <laughs> off my head is yeah. mil- like heavy cream okay yeah. and the cum that's like flying in the air is mindy tucker's home remedy cum right and it's actually hannah boone another female comic yeah, spraying, spraying it with like Amazing. with like uh <laughs> squeeze bottles and it was like we have one chance <laughs> and mindy was like shop, hannah, you're fucking up <laughs> it was basically like when Spider-Man made his webbing. It's like yes. Mindy Tucker's yeah, yeah. version of that. Like something that <laughs> was, was like a scientific lab. Yeah, something and that some looks people, like a good stream. It, some people in the world like the Spider-Man who just shoots it automatically, but yeah. I like the Spider-Man who actually made his own. Yeah, who made yes. his, own, <laughs> his own cum to stick to it's things. It's great. Well, I mean, I think that it really, uh, we were both at the taping of that. And obviously, we've, oh, we've thank you guys. both yes. known you for a while. Uh, and I think that like the, I mean, I've seen it on social media and stuff. You're definitely like, cultivating an audience. <laughs> and the, think, army the, the army of cunts is what I call them. The army of cunts. AOC. Oh, we didn't plug the AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, Andrea's also got a, a fantastic podcast called The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Thank so you. go check that out also. But I think that yeah, like... We do promo up top in oh. the middle and at the end of yeah. every guest well, We want people to actually listen to your shit because who knows you. if people are going to hear the end of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get it out of the way. Yeah. But the thing is that I think that like your audience is really now finally like, like they are clicking to the like Andrea Allen brand. Thank you very much. Like you're, I think that like, like more so than a lot of people that I know, you are just like, you're figuring out your thing and you're figuring out how to get it to people, even if it's like crass and craven <laughs> and it is just like shots. sticking, you know, for lack of a better <laughs> it <is> word. Sticking. <laughs> it's sticking to, it sticks to your face. Oh. You know, it's, well, I appreciate that. It's a very, very kind uh, compliment. I think it's like, I don't know. I've been crazy forever. Yeah. <laughs> and people Agreed. are only now just like <laughs> being like, you might have a point, yeah, yeah, lady. Yeah. You're so angry and yeah. have been for such a long time. Well, let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, uh, Part of your thing is obviously that you ha- you have just a big personality when, you, so when you're when you're on stage. <laughs> I just scared you. I, you did <laughs> big personality. When you're on stage, I think it's very. Uh, I think you command the room, and Thank I you. think that like like part of your thing is that like people kind of need to pay attention because you're sure. loud, very loud. You're very boisterous. Yeah. Do you think that like part of the momentum that you're gaining right now is coming because you're sort of cultivating like what you're saying behind what you're performing? 
Um, do you mean like this is a particularly socially relevant time for an angry female or you could even say that I was just like for lack of a bit I hate to say like your voice sure because it sounds so like like fake artsy no, like it. yeah yeah like oh you're finding your voice but like like I think that like like first couple years of of like a comedian get, kind of getting their feet on the ground yeah you got to develop some people have their voice already but they can't perform oh yeah or, and vice versa some Absolutely. people are like they've got the thing but they don't necessarily have yeah the i didn't substance. have the skill set or like timing timing took me a long time uh <laughs> to develop and like i think um i used to be a lot more theatrics and uh more? charisma yeah <laughs> like, can you believe it well i guess like i had nothing to back it up when i started i was like basically just a woman doing a dice impression right and now i'm like there's more joke structure and stuff like that but that's like that's just been doing work right totally. you know like you guys uh, know the mic circuits and all the like the comedy scene, hours yeah. and hours and hours of stage time like that's the only thing that's helped me get better i feel like once you've sharpened all your if you have a lot of charisma it, it doesn't count at all unless mm-hmm. you have everything else to back it up and like the sharpness to and also like sometimes people get scared of me like i got kicked off of stage in la recently like sometimes people are not yes man (laughs) i'm fucking lenny bruce over here how'd that go oh my god la is filled with such cocks i can't (laughs) fucking handle guys you read it here first (laughs) la is filled with cocks well i was on a show uh, at Cantor's Deli, it's called Kibbutz Comedy Show, and this is not like a, a shout, a call out to the producers. They're very nice people, and like it's a really cool but show. Obviously Jewish. Yes, and I hate I mean. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 a really it's like a long running show in L.A. Uh, it was a great lineup. It was like me, Sean Patton, Rob Hayes, um, my friend Dan Lamort. I was really psyched to be there, mm-hmm. um, and at a there was Cantor's Deli has a back room and that's where the performance is and then there is the actual deli which is like a bougie restaurant it's like a an old school New York city or not New York LA fixture mm. um but the partition between the restaurant and the performing area has like whole like it's like artsy but not soundproof really yeah and there was a kid a family sitting oh, near Jesus the Christ. stage and they were so offended. Right. That's toxic for uh-huh. your act. <laughs> yeah, I know. How many fucking times are children going to be near me when I perform? <laughs> You're screaming, come, this come. Has happened so, this has happened multiple times. I think I, I think probably when I was like, I'm going to fuck you with my giant woman cock. That's a great time for the kid to, <laughs> to be listening. The family was like, no. We haven't even explained what a male cock is. I know, right? Now we have to explain what a woman cock is. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. It, and I guess the family compa- complained the owner happened to be there that night. No, and Cantor himself. Yes, <laughs> Sir Elton Cantor. Um, and they demanded that I be removed from stage. So I'm like two minutes in. It's not going great, to be honest. Right. They weren't so psyched about my edgy um, <laughs> feminist perspective yeah, yeah. and my loudness. Um but they kept like waving the light at me and I'm like, well, I don't, you know, you know when someone waves the light, you have a 10 minute set and it's two minutes and they're waving the <laughs> yeah, light and you're like, what wrong. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either you hate me so much yeah. Yeah. or like something, like so I don't know what's going on. Now I'm like, I was like doing 
pretty bad and now I'm bombing because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening. Because you're thrown now. You're like a horse that's yeah, spooked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so all my confidence that it usually carries me is now gone. The and blinders now I'm, are removed yeah. and you're like, I'm in Central spiral. Park and yeah. there's a taxi oh, and God. there's a man pulling a fucking, he's, he's, he's bicycling a, a, oh. a pedicab next to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm spooked. Pathetically trying to wrap up a joke in the middle of it about drinking calm and like everyone, no one wants to look at me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just humiliating. Right, um, but so it's like I do. Be, if you're so specific and you have such a point, like point of view, and also if you're like loud and you do, don't care what people think about you, if you get in a room of people that don't like that, yes, uh, it's a real nightmare. Well, it's interesting that you bring this up because you had actually uh, you had created part of my segue for me. Oh, uh, great! So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. But you did bring up the idea of that if the the certain like societal timing, sure, of your like growing relevancy and everything. Thank you so much. Um, do you find I'm a grower? Not a <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Do you find Whoa. though that like <laughs> shut up, Justin? Do you find that like your voice is is particularly getting like more feminist and that that is being embraced by women like wholeheartedly and oh. and at the same time is it being sort of um um are you finding resistance from just regular guys not even like dude not even like trump guys but like me and justin are like pretty much just like run-of-the-mill sure. dudes right just regular maggot dudes. Uh-huh. yeah <laughs> run of the mill we're, we're a little bit we're semi-outliers because we're like in this world sure so we're not nece- we're not like consumers the mm-hmm, way that mm-hmm. like somebody who might be a comedy fan would be you know it's interesting yeah my album was bought by more men than women which shocked me yeah why um, do you think that is i don't know i mean i think i think i ride a few lines like the feminist perspective obviously like i'm female so it's not necessarily that i identify as a feminist perspective a feminist comedian not that i'm like ashamed to say i'm a feminist but my perspective is that of a female person. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's, I'm going to be observing the insanity that is being a female right. in our current climate. But I also talk pretty, I'm pretty blue and I talk pretty candidly about sex and I'm sure a lot of men are interested in that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd agree. Sure. Sure. You guys are pretty easy <laughs> I think it's fair to, say. <laughs> to ensnare. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not a political comedian necessarily. Like I don't yeah. really talk about politics. Uh, I talk about things that piss me off, which mm-hmm. are like political and skew. Um, do I, are men afraid of me? Yes, but men have <laughs> always been afraid of me. Um, <laughs> I'm, you can't see right now, but I am recording my section from a different part of the room. <laughs> it's part of Justin's Just in the dark. Um, <laughs> he wanted think, to be in the bathroom. I think being assert, I think because I'm assertive, yeah, people are not don't expect women to be assertive. Really, I mean, it's gotten better, but I've always been like a, kind of a leader, and so that's people have always been kind of like, well, it gives you the right, right. generally speaking. Um, sometimes I also get pushback. Like sometimes when I do really grow, like I have a bit on my album called "Fucked Up Pussy" <laughs> about my course, yeah. constantly okay. fucked up vagina, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of women like will laugh, but they'll cover their mouths yeah. because they don't want the men to see that they're laughing because it's like they don't want to be gross. I'm like, sure. we are all disgusting. Yeah. Right. I'm not telling on you right now. Everyone right, knows right. this, so it's like, uh <laughs> I, I had someone describe I. I this is very personal. Mm. Um, I worked out 
uh, a while ago, and I had someone I was dating smell my cross. Sure. <laughs> Why? What? Why I was like, smell that? it. It's such a distinct what smell. What a beautiful, comfortable it, it, level of relationship. Thing, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And she was like, your dick smells like my pussy. Like, oh. your sweaty dick smells like my sweaty wow. pussy. And I was like, your balls have pussy smell. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. You're Thank a true much. ally. Yeah. And so that person is my wife. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't, yeah, I don't. Uh, well, let me ask you this. What yeah. about, um, I'm assuming, you know, like uh, with your audience for Hot Miss Comedy and uh, obviously, you know, with the album, have you gotten feedback from people? Are people saying things good or bad have men slid into your dms because i i've heard uh female comics do not get slid into dms no, at all no one tries to fuck me wow ever ever do, do you think you've just got stopped giving off the vibe i think so yeah, yeah. I, I i do think it's a female comic because corinne is always telling me she's like literally no one is fucking yeah tried really? to fuck me yeah never she, Interesting. She's, she's like a little bit here and there recently but honestly no one it's yeah i mean it's i think the uh, it feels emasculating to hit on a successful female who's mm-hmm. doing the job that has stereotypically been a male job. I think I think also a lot of the times men want to be the funny, charismatic ones in the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you're crushing on stage, right. especially my material, like I'm telling you you're going to eat my bloody box. <laughs> like who's, I mean, I, classic I, bit, I yeah. relish <laughs> yeah. in the small percentage of men who are interested in right, that, but it's, it, yeah. it's not a lot. Well, it's interesting because what the, the the main meat and potatoes of why we wanted to to have you mm-hmm. uh, on the show this week is was to because talk about like eating out a woman on her period. <laughs> Big bloody box. <laughs> is it controversial or should it be the new norm? You know. Uh, oh, everyone should do it. It's every, required. Everyone gets your red rings. You in, heard it here. <laughs> in sex ed, let's get fucking clown face. It's funny. Everything that was gross to me in like uh, middle school and high school, like uh fucking peeing on people and like eating somebody out in their period Mm -hmm. now is like i know like seven people who constantly do that yeah Yeah. uh, i had someone send me a a a friend this is well you know what let's just move on to the next i had someone send me a video of a man pissing into a woman's vagina and her pissing back into it that's so and then they had sex man we're adults now i'm like i don't what this is my problem it's not so much feminist which it is but it's like why are we all pretending things are a secret? Like yeah. I'm, I'm so like sick of this like shame. Well, and hold on, but whatever. Like, I, I get your point. I don't. Everyone should kiss into disagree. each other's genitalia. I, I get your point, but let's talk about Justin's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> porn habit of. Uh, you, you know what it is? Is that I am a disgusting person, and I always have been. Which you embrace. I love it. Yeah, but. It's not. It's about my right to be disgusting and equally sure. disgusting as my male, <laughs> like yeah. coworkers. And who could argue that? Yeah, I like, don't think that that's even worth arguing. Yeah, I do think that there's a little bit. Uh, not, I don't want to say a line because I don't necessarily believe in a line, but I do think there is a bit of a of a, a, a distinction between people who are sort of hanging on to uh, inhibitions mm-hmm. and people who are still grossed out by p- people pissing into each other's genitals. Well, grow up, Mike, <laughs> and grow be up, an Mike. adult All and right. piss into your girlfriend. <laughs> You're gonna be doing nothing but pissing into I your know, girlfriend's vagina. Said, oh no, and ass she will eating. piss back onto yours. <laughs> you guys are just ahead of the trend, I guess. Yes, we are. <laughs> we are. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Andrea and Justin Pound. Yeah, <laughs> it's hypocrisy that pisses me off. Uh, obviously, sure. and and to speak to like my the hot mess comedy hour fans are mostly female. I'm not saying yeah. I have a mostly male audience. I definitely have like a strong connection to feminist audience, and they're great. Like they send me letters and stuff. Like it's really 
a, like a great thing and I feel very supported and it's super cool. Um, but uh, I think that I just want the right to exist in the same way that my male comedian that the male comedians exist. And yeah. also like, I don't know. I, I, I love like Corinne Fisher. We were talking about her earlier. Like our she, executive producer. She doesn't yeah. know yet, but she <laughs> named the, the podcast. She did. She signed off on it. She's a powerful bitch. Powerful and, bitch. And she kind of built an empire of her own that she controls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's a huge part of like, having the podcast and connecting on a personal level with my fans is that like, then I'm performing for them and right. they're supporting me and there's no one in the middle telling me what I can and cannot do. Exactly. Right. Totally. Yeah. So. Which brings us to our topic of the day. Yeah. Here. Well, if you were on social media and you're a comedy fan, if you're on social media this past weekend, then you saw this controversy that was uh, flying around Twitter and Instagram. Uh, basically comedy central has a show uh, called This Week at the Comedy Cellar, mm. which they tape at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Uh, to my knowledge, it is the only show that they have that is like straight showcase stand-up comedy. The way that like if you, you know, we're old, but if you go back to like Shab- Premium Blend yeah, or, yeah. or like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blend. when they yeah. used to do like Friday night stand-up yeah, shows. Yeah. They used to have a, a handful of shows like that. They did a show at Gotham and everything. They did one with John Oliver for a while. John Oliver, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Oliver had one. This is their like 2019 version of it, and it showcases talent from, I assume, Los Angeles and obviously New York City because the seller is in New York. It's more like pop. It's more pop culture. It seems though, like they yeah. make them right for current for events. Like, yeah, yeah right. they make. It seems like they make them burn stuff that they don't mind burning. Yes, they're right, not right, doing right. stuff off their album for the yeah, most part. Yeah. It's just right. topical yeah. stuff, which is probably smart. Yeah, I would love to come on these. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) So Dina Hashem, who we all came up with, uh, who's super funny. uh, Dina is like, I would say, admittedly, like a little more of like a, uh, if you know her personally, a little more quiet. Not like a very like like bold person. Sweetheart. Yeah, very nice. She's a sweetheart who sort of got some uh, notoriety and doing great. uh, comedy roasts. Uh, yeah, she got a lot of stuff at the stand and stuff she's like that. She's a great writer. And, yeah, she's a great writer. writer, and she's a great joke writer. And that's the best thing about comedy roasts is that it's a great showcase for joke writing. Yeah. And she got a controversy last week because she did a, a pretty good joke about uh, the rapper XXXTension. It's extension. Is it? Yeah. But if you read it phonetically, yes, XXXTension. Okay. Uh, basically, you guys you, are gonna get canceled. Oh no! <laughs> we're saying this Listen, dead rapper's we've been name canceled wrong. For, uh-huh. for so long. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, I've been ba- canceled since day one. <laughs> <laughs> I came out the womb canceled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't know anything about him, he was a rapper that uh, was murdered last year because he was going to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash and like yeah. a, in a bag, and he got uh, robbed and killed by yeah. people that may have been close to him. That none of that matters. The point is that Dina wrote a joke about him and his death. Uh, I have the joke. Um, we can play it right now. I'm going to insert a better version of this. Uh, when we go uh, back and edit this in post. But Dina, Dina mis- made this joke uh, about him and his death and turning it into this you know, uh, joke about how it would be a good commercial for Venmo, blah, blah, blah. This is the joke. Is anyone still mourning a tentacion? <laughs> he's, a, he's a rapper. He was murdered. He's dead now. Shot. He was on his way to with fifty thousand dollars in cash, out of and took the money, which is very 
But I think also it would be a very long commercial. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. Like, I don't have Venmo, huh? All right, that's the joke. So now here's the thing. Dina did the joke on Comedy Central. Uh, it very clearly got through whoever had mm-hmm. to censors, producers, showrunners, whatever. I would never guess that this was going to be a joke. Anyways, continue, yeah, well, but she, wild. She does this joke, and they pull this for the promo for the show. Yeah. So this never actually even aired it's on like Comedy Central. It's a 40 Central. second promo. Yeah, it's a promo that, that ran on Comedy Central social media, and I guess on TV, because it's like a minute-long spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, immediately... Dina is met with backlash mm-hmm. by I I think it started with uh, I guess a rap rappers who were following Comedy Central of all the people. What a weird <laughs> subsection. So of strange. Well, it it started with a comedian in L. A. Oh, also yeah. James oh, Davis. For, that was the dude that started it. I don't know. Because I can tell you, there's this. no way to to figure this know, out. Yeah, there's yeah, not right, a, right. a timeline, but a comedian. Uh, Star of uh, some show on Netflix, Hood Adjacent on, oh, on Comedy Central. No, James, he hosts a game show on Netflix too. He, he also is it. it it's 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 same guy. It's a Very much. He's like doing, doing well. Multi talented. Yeah. He tweeted something about about it uh, that started the ball on it. A couple of uh, rap bloggers tweeted about it. One rap blogger tweeted, "I this girl gets what uh, uh, she gets whatever she deserves in this." Uh, something along right. the lines of that. He since has taken it down and done like a. 20 minute video about it mm-hmm. uh, I know Tory Lanez posted something Tory Lanez is a rapper from uh, oh, I thought that was a porn that's what, that's literally the name no, of a porn Tory actress Lanes is oh is it really Tory Lane yeah well it's wow. also the name of uh, do you watch porn <laughs> nope is she from the P video that you <laughs> no, like so no, much no no it was amateurs <laughs> uh, Tory Lane wouldn't dare debase herself with P videos I mean in three years she will <laughs> <laughs> when de- times get desperate yeah yeah so Tory Lanez posts this thing I I don't know if he still has it up, but uh, who's Tory Lanez? He's just some rapper. Rapper, okay. Uh, And he was going after uh, uh, Dina, basically saying, again, obviously calling her a a hoe and calling her a bitch. (laughs) Uh, When we'll get to that in a second, but uh, she just started getting actual death threats. Yeah, from hip hop fans. Someone doxxed and put gave her family's address. Put her her information on the internet. Yeah, Uh, Dina. Fled like everybody would. Uh, yeah. Basically, she, she, uh, apparently, she had her people pull the clip. Yeah, the clip was pulled, and it is no longer online. Uh, you could find it somewhere. We found it, obviously. So, all right. Before we give any thoughts and opinions on this, we we gave you probably as much background as we could have. Uh, the only other thing is that Dina issued a quick statement on her Instagram. It was just like, "I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't want to hurt anyone." <laughs> yeah, I was just oh making God. a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Andrea, what's your first uh, thought? Overall, on this whole debacle. <laughs> if that's happening you, to Andrea. her, <laughs> I honestly, Dina, Hashem, like Dina Hashem, uh, uh, she's not a close friend of mine, but obviously we came up with her, and like yeah, you yeah. said, so sweet and nice, yeah. mild mannered, and this joke is so has no, it's it's like there's no logic to it's a Venmo joke right and when I see this and, and obviously we all know men and women are treated a little differently on the internet yes I was like mm. if she is getting that backlash what happens if I become 
anywhere close to as big as you know she's got she's doing well in her career yeah i'm a fucking savage someone <laughs> is going to blow my brains out yeah a group of men's rights activists are going to cut yeah. my limbs off yeah and the joke you did about patrick swayze is a, a bit much <laughs> yeah. and i i think they'll come for you i mean it's what i was talking about before it's it's a double standard yeah there are such much like worse things said about many people i mean i know people are fucking precious about the dead but it's just i don't know it's fucking ludicrous i think if charlemagne the god did this joke or said something like this on breakfast club it would get zero traction yeah yeah i kind of agree with that and that was my first reaction she's an easy target because she's an easy target she is she's nobody to them yeah and she and to her to to people who, who are not even listening to the joke it's just an abstract person that they can throw their hatred yeah. at and their frustration at. It's also the dead. rap community attacking the comedy community. Yeah. Like the comedy community, we talk mad game, but we're yeah. so fucking soft yeah, and yeah, sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we don't have people that give a shit either, which is part of it. Yeah, like, like the the people that were going at, were the, the people at the top that were like. Uh, going after Dina on social media, were there have pe- were rabid there? followers. Yeah, I know. You know, for for Tory Lanez to go after to to mention Dina's name mm-hmm. to, to his, I don't know. I assume I gotta look again, but I assume several million followers on Instagram. <sighs> yeah, uh, looking at it now, four point six million. That's four points. He has more Instagram followers than like everyone we know yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. right so it's hilarious to see that this like like i don't know it makes me sort of feel like like fucking comedy i've said this a million times how little it actually matters sure to like a like a broad audience of people because like you know tory lanes has like uh and and rappers that are at his level have this like devout like rabid following that will totally co-sign disrespecting a a 33 year old uh small Lovely, quiet small woman muslim woman yeah. also like she was called jewish constantly <laughs> really like, yeah you jew bitch how dare you yeah they're Which going is, after her looks so much yeah yeah well that and that was the first reaction that i saw was always. just it was it's that's always, always like it's always her looks or she's a bitch or she should shut up yeah and i think that that's the shittiest thing about this whole situation that like well that's what somebody you that's always, on tv that's, that's why yeah, what's what people always go after women yeah is their looks and like i don't know i wear fur coats on stage a lot which are fantastic <laughs> so much and i like them but it's also so people can't see my body like i want to be covered so and obviously i like expressing myself but it's like you step on stage and you're like everyone is going to be sizing me up and being doubly more judgmental about the way that i look or my weight or anything like i have to and if there's something particular about the way that i look i have to acknowledge it so that and i'm a woman so let's all make sure that we know that like it's fucking exhausting yeah um and it is also like i know dina's family is muslim and um like i've talked to her a little bit of like when she's been on podcasts about you know she's not an outspoken person and i'm sure there's some nerves there with her family of like her being public like this and now this is what she gets just for like telling jokes right yeah it's like ugh, i don't know i think there's a difference between pc culture and cancel culture i agree i agree with that 100 percent. and like i think that if you if you say some truly ignorant shit, if you're Nick DiPaolo out there having a dead Black Lives <laughs> yeah. Matter person on your album cover, uh, you should expect a few people to be like, hey, you're a dick. And I think that that's something that frustrates comedians. And I understand. I think there's like nuances and lines to it. But it's like, this is just such a fucking crazy outlier. Yeah. Um, and it and it's, and I don't, 
the, the fucking hypocrisy to, to have rap fans get mad about what someone says in art is insane yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to take everything a rapper has ever said and sort of analyze it, you're like, what are you fucking insane? Oh, and yeah, also, yeah, yeah. this rapper beat his pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> right, like, right, I right, mean, right. this guy was such a piece of shit. <laughs> as much Kill as I, me. I dare you. I, 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 Cancel I, me. <laughs> I'm here to fight for Dina's honor. I swear I, to God, I, I will really, decapitate anyone. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care if he was even a fucking saint. If yeah. LL Cool J was murdered with $50,000, yeah. she might make the exact same joke. Right. Yeah. And what difference does it make? He is shitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. There's no doubt about it. He was a troubled uh, 20-year-old, but it, to me, it's the same shit. Yeah. If, it's if, a- if you made the joke about, once again, the patient state of this podcast, Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. I would be fine with <laughs> it. All I don't mammal, care. Patrick yeah. Swayze. I don't care. Why is Patrick Swayze walking well, around 50000 This is a great Venmo joke. Yes. The, the other thing, you were talking about like Nick DiPaolo. If you, listeners, if you don't know, Nick DiPaolo was a very funny comedian who turned right-wing... Uh, uh, I don't know if he turned. Lunatic. I think he was there. Yeah, he was, yeah. but he's leaned into... I feel like he, as he's gotten older, he's gone more, crazier. Yeah, like, I think there's an age and also level of frustration where comedians start to just, like, turn into yeah. this cartoon yeah. and can't be reasoned with. And right. it's like, I don't... You're the old man now, dude. You right. just... It happened. But I'm the sorry. the other thing, and you were talking about, like, the difference between PC and canceled, but, yeah. like, like, Nick DiPaolo, he... The people that are going to be the anti-PC people now, Mm -hmm. which is like what he is really sort of become... Uh, he is going to lean into that Republican, like yeah. Trump he base. He hates Dina too. They're almost like the same people, right. weirdly. Right. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. <laughs> you get to an extreme side on both sides. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But Nick, I, I think also, I don't know him, but like, I think that like part of this is like, like the Black Lives Matter thing, I don't think bothers him because he knows that like the people that are going to go pay, you know, you're not going to go sure. see Nick Yeah, DiPaolo, I'm not in his no matter lane, what he does. nor is he in mine. Yeah. Right, so yeah. you might as well go fucking balls to the wall sure and, and but, <laughs> disrespect everybody but the difference the difference is like okay so uh, and i think it's like there people always compare the far right and the far left mm-hmm. and um the my main issue with that comparison is that the things that is very vitriolic about the far right is like the connection to um, anti-Semitism or neo-Nazis or people who don't believe that women have equal rights, like really dangerous, uh, like pretty violent shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then far left... It's like not shaving. Yeah. <laughs> co-op, food co-ops. Yeah. I'm like, I, they, and, and subscription pe- boxes. It's like <laughs> one can be described as annoying and hypersensitive and perhaps yeah. wanting to stir up trouble when there isn't any, which I don't want to hang out with you, but you're not burning a fucking cross. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I just don't feel like those two fit categorically in the same right. area. And it's just, it's just like, I don't know. The far right is just, it's also idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so tired of not being able to say that. These fucking. Well, this is the podcast. These fucking yeah. idiots, you know. Well, the other thing, too, is like the, the lack of the middle ground, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the web is getting a little more tangled and tangled because like DiPaolo, as a young man, was probably like. I think he was always like a more right-leaning dude, like but like he was more yeah. centrist. Yeah. I I am very liberal. I mean, I I don't wear deodorant and all that stuff. Uh, but I <laughs> uh, I'm very liberal in the sense. Uh, but I think I'm more open to debate. Like I remember when Obama was last uh, in power, he uh, I had a debate with somebody, and we were talking. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, well, he's 
he's like every U.S. president. There's a lot of flaws with him. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Well, you know, he's bombed a sure, lot of his own citizens without a trial, or without yeah, even yeah. Yeah, yeah. American citizens, and they were shocked. They didn't even know yeah. what I was talking about because mm-hmm. they were so far on the other side of yeah. only seeing the good of people." And yes. I'm like, "No." They're a charlatan. All politicians yeah, are right. smooth talking. Sure. He's just the best of them. But yeah. the, I make no the, mistake. The issue with he's Dina. The dead. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like globalist lefts that are like, I, I want to be an elite that wants yeah. everything to be the way I want it, and I'm not like in touch with what reality is. And I understand that. But but when it comes to uh, these the the people, these people who are threatening Dina, it's like they are. There are some people like with me too. A lot of like actual real monsters were exposed, like Weinstein, Cosby, yeah. blah blah blah. And this type of bullshit dilutes the power of like there is a necessary internet flash mob for like real huge pieces of shit that hold a lot of power. That was right. a huge thing. Now this is stupid noise and bullshit, and it's like censoring a comedian for not doing anything. But so the thing is also like, yeah. for whatever reason, like the the backlash was deemed like appropriate by the other That's side. That's so crazy. Which is so it's odd like to me. It's almost like they're stupid. Yeah, because... <laughs> 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 yeah, well, because like my... Again, my first thought going back to what we were talking about was that like, like Jesus Christ, they're all like going after this woman and mm-hmm. calling her a, a, a hoe and calling her like... like yeah. I know it's just stupid social media, but sure. it... it it's the fact of the matter is there's still another person on the other side of that. She just tried to tell a joke. Yeah. And uh, fucking Comedy Central is I. You're still actively doing enough stand up where I'm not gonna <laughs> uh, um, uh, implicate you in any of this. I don't but like, give a shit. Fuck comedy stand up. Comedy Central should have had Dina's back and they didn't. Well, the they didn't tweet that, like, it. They didn't take down the clip. They were asked by Dina's people to take down the clip. I know. But, but they also didn't say anything at all. There right. was no support at all. Yeah. And really, they could support them. I, I don't think there's... I don't think there's that many Extension fans out sure. there. No, there are. Uh, there I certainly mean, are. Yeah. Who are super into Comedy Central. Yeah. You know, mom canceled Comedy Central. But dude, it's yeah. not they went the after fact... X. It's not like... It's not the fact that there are like so many co- Extension fans that are like going and following Comedy Central. It's... None of these people are watching Comedy Central. The thing is that yeah, it's like they've been told. Yeah, right. Yeah, we've seen the ratings. Dummies. Yeah. What are we saying? But they've been told by like a blog or another right. rapper that they like or yeah. whatever that somebody is making fun of the death of their famous like their famous rapper that they're right. into. The and rapper that's version like, of Joe Rogan has told them. <laughs> right, yes. That yeah. Yeah. Is, Right. But now that the powers of be, and this weirdly is like another argument for sort of like a, um, like a value system in terms of like the FCC, it sucks in theory because like there shouldn't be anything restricting somebody like Andrea to make an album where she's getting cummed on. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> that is my right. But the As thing. a Canadian American. <laughs> I think the last track was bizarre. Just the sound of you getting cummed on for five minutes seemed a bit extreme, but I support your choice to do it. My next album is coming up on Pornhub. <laughs> but the thing is so you've got like so part of what the fcc would would do is like as a regulatory system mm. you know comedy central wouldn't have been able to put something out on like do regulated you think that airwaves that been flagged because she talked about him being dead i don't know that that would have been flagged but they're at one you know throughout the history of society and, and media publications mm. wow. there have been yeah, what certain, up, Jared Diamond? <laughs> <laughs> there have been certain like um, uh, uh, bodies of 
of power sure. that are sort of like there to regulate the press or there to regulate media, there to regulate comic books, things like that. And basically you need to get the stamp from these people who are deciding sure. like, all right, like you guys can run this. There's not like, nobody's going to get hurt because of this. When you just have a blog or an Instagram or whatever, like you have, nobody is monitoring what you're doing and nobody is yeah. spamming or pull or, or like pulling down spam or anything mm-hmm. like that. Really? Cause like if Instagram, well, I guess if Instagram is the governing body there, then enough people would have Instagram to... Instagram is the governing body. <laughs> Instagram would be the governing body, but they don't... I don't think that they get, like... I don't think they get involved in the way that they, like, like should. Yeah. You well, know? So you're, you're calling for more regulation on things. <laughs> I, I've never... I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm shocked well, I think this you're is the for first time that somebody that I've known has been, uh, like, victim of, like, a fucking assault of potential like like danger from social media i'm not friends with dina but like the fact that somebody put her information out online is crazy to me over a joke that that comedy central pulled you know what i mean well yeah i think a few things like firstly um i think we're too far down the rabbit hole with unregulated internet for that to ever it feels like yeah it feels like we've created this yeah like unbridled machine right. that cannot be reined in. Genie's out of the bottle. Sure. Yeah, I, I 100% think Toothpaste that. Toothpaste out of the tooth tube. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I think we've kind of like, it's interesting, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot in certain ways because anyone can create content and put it online, which is amazing because we've gotten so many cool artists who probably wouldn't have been like allowed by the powers that be like having these sort of like gatekeepers who, you know, might be closed minded to like the next thing. Cause it's not something they're familiar with that no longer exists in that way. Like people can connect directly with their audiences, which is really cool. However, the level of like, professionalism or like well done you know all of that there's no um standard standards yeah yeah. uh so it's like we kind of we can't have our cake and eat it too we can't put out a podcast and then also want some government person to like protect you know what i mean yeah no like if you want to be a puppet like a, a literal puppet comedian yeah and then sell out a couple of comedy places sure you also have to be okay with a seven like a 17 year old saying your shit is the worst shit yeah. ever yeah. and yeah, here yeah. is exactly where she lives yeah yeah and <laughs> yeah uh, well that's i mean she should file like a like a legal like a police report or something yeah. like that but it's so hard the thing is too it's like uh for women when you'd attacked online which i have many times mm-hmm. um, I, I apologize yeah. <laughs> i you kind of have to like well first of all like a threat to us is more significant from a man because physically right. they're well men do 90% of murder sure you guys the stats aren't great yeah. we're um, killing it out there. literally <laughs> thank um, you but and also but also it's like if someone's crazy enough to send you a death threat or like I've had male fans who've gotten like really sexual and crazy like I'm a sex offender and blah 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 and I yeah. like I've gotten some messages that are like whoa yeah, yeah. and then you have to like weigh this like how dangerous are you versus like you're insane enough to do this so are you insane enough to come to my house or right. are you just like uh, yelling off there's into the no internet. way to gauge the level of yeah. commitment they have to their insanity absolutely um, you know but I think I also think as horrible as this is for Dina it's also given her a lot of attention and sure. support from her and no I'm not saying I press. want her wanted this to happen to her 
but I think she will come out better on the other side of this. Like, I feel like she should obviously, you know, take her time away and like make sure that she's safe and everything like that. And then, you know, fucking fight back or, or continue to be a great comedian. And, you know, well, I, I think that the people, so the one good thing that does come out of this, I think, uh, is followers, is followers. (laughs) Because again, what I was saying about like the, I think the rap fans are a little more fickle. I think yeah. that they're going to follow like the whoever is next up or whatever. And it's a huge uh, uh, cultural uh, art form. So I think mm-hmm. that there's always going to be this like next person up sure. within the next like year, two yeah. years, whatever. Whereas like I think comedy fans do sort of, they're they very loyal. F- they follow people yeah. as yeah. they develop. Yeah. So for her to pull out like, ex, you know, another 30,000 followers or whatever yeah. she got out of this, I do think that like the people that are threatening her right now, hopefully that will end and blow over and they'll yeah. just forget about her. They weren't going to buy tickets to go see Dina. No, at, no. At the they just want to be misogynist <laughs> online. Yeah. And like that's, she was their next target. They'll right. be calling someone a whore. Right. elsewhere <laughs> next week in <laughs> yeah. right they have a list of whores yeah. um, <laughs> they're going after yeah I mean it's sort of like uh, sometimes I try to be like pay no mind which yeah. is like easier said than done especially when you're being threatened like that like I'm not saying this shit doesn't get to me of course it does but the best thing that you can do with someone who gets attacked a lot is just to be like nah, yeah no one cares about you but people care about me and I'm right. doing what I love right and and in a week, this will hopefully yeah. blow over. I'll write a joke about PayPal yeah. and I'm sure the president will say something horrific sure. in the next like 15 to 20 hours and, right. and just blow this thing out of the water. It's also like as a comedian, even as you continue to climb in your career and you're successful at every juncture, people will critique you. Like mm-hmm. even if you are the bit like Amy Schumer or whatever, like even at the richest and most successful, there are people that'll constantly be like, you're a fat bitch and you yeah. suck and what? So it's just like, I don't know. It's just noise. Yeah. Even though it really still hurts your feelings. Like in the moment it sucks, <laughs> sure. but if you can sort yeah. of pull yourself out of it and look at the big picture, yeah. it's, it's easy to be like, this will all blow. Like a, a friend of ours, I'm not going to say who. Uh, pretty heavy wink. Got uh-huh. some controversy a while ago on our podcast and... It, oh. blew, it blew over. It, of course. It, it was not a big fucking deal. In the moment, I'm sure she was stressed out. Sure. But uh, later on, a fucking yeah. week later, it made no fucking difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Also, to the comedian that's outing the other comedian. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Scumbag you move. fucking yeah. loser. I always yeah. try to describe comedians as like NBA players of like, no one gets what we're going through besides the other person yes. there. Yeah. And I get along with 98% of comedians. Yeah. And the other 2% I don't get along with, I just don't talk to. Exactly. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about a comedian on the record. Yeah. Off record, definitely. Sure. <laughs> I got some thoughts on Leo Wolf. But, uh, that short little piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking Ukrainian, fucking Webster. I got nothing but bad shit. Anyway, but for on the record, if you have anything, especially if you have power to say something, is like, you are you. Oh. You've never been a comedian. Yeah, yeah. and a it's, it's always yeah. it's always like a play to just sort of like leverage yourself and come out deeper like into the, whatever hole you yeah. want to get into. Like right. if you want to leverage yourself as a hip hop guy, yeah, definitely go after Dina and right. definitely betray your comedian friends. Oh, right, you fucking slime ball. Right. Yeah, but those are the people that don't <laughs> want anything to do with the rest of us anyway. Yeah. So if if that's the case, I would message another comedian before I'd ever out them. Like if, if, yeah, if I really was offended by that joke, which I can't imagine a world that I would ever be offended, sure. but 
I would message them or something. Yeah, if you care yeah. about being a comedian, then that's what you would do. If you care about just like getting famous, there's so many comedians that are comedians for now, but the minute they get an opportunity to not you'll be a comedian, you'll never see them oh, yeah. gone. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're a perfect LA. example. We even have an opportunity <laughs> and you'll never see us. Right. The minute you get to host a game show, you're like, all right, I'm not a comedian. I'm, yeah. I'm a funny game show host it's, now. Uh, me, Steve from <laughs> HQ. Yeah, right. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, they did, uh, Scott Rogowski. Yeah. That dude doesn't do comedy anymore. No. But he's on DAZN. He's making yeah. a lot of I'm happy. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, I don't it's blame a, him. It's, it's a, a vehicle for some pursuit. people, and yeah. then it's a it's a lifestyle for other people. And right. he outed himself as a vehicle right. person. Yeah, and that's, and that's not good. fine. You shouldn't. Not everyone should want to live the comedian life. It's a yeah. very stressful lifestyle. That's why it's the betrayal is so painful seeming because comedians understand how hard and uncertain this is all the yeah. time so it's like oh you're just gonna make this harder yeah right <sighs> and you're you. right yeah it's just basically like like at that point if you want to be in this then just like be nice to the other people at least be nice enough to yeah. the other people i mean and i've then, had people i've had other comedians tell me that their jokes bothered them i had a horrible show at a sports bar in brooklyn that sounds like a miss for you <laughs> oh you know the God. name of the bar um, I can't remember the name of the bar, uh, but they had the game, whatever the game made it, <laughs> might have been on. Was it Cherry Tree? No, oh. no, it was like Deep Brooklyn, um, and it was like it was like they Wait, had. Wait, hang the, on. Let Justin guess all of the sports sure. bars. Uh, <laughs> was it five twenty fifth? It no, might have been. No, no. I, I, mean, <laughs> I was if like, you just it has say five. yes to one of them. We'll be d- so we'll done be with done. this so much yeah. quicker. Yes. You can go home uh, and find. <laughs> well, it was like it was. A, they had the TV on. There was three audience members, and everyone was watching the game, and it was a, it was horrible. And do you know who runs that show? Just um, <laughs> it was Candace. Actually, you guys know Candace, Candace right? Wolinsky, right? Yeah, 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 I fucking yeah, love yeah, Candace. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like they didn't know the game was going to be on that night. Like Candace is fucking awesome, but it was yeah. just it was a rough go. Sure, and. I went second to last and I did my joke about, about fucking people with my woman cock. Mm, mm. And this the, seems to be a, a tough one sure, for you. It is my favorite <laughs> joke to ruin everyone's night. And I said, and I said, me being bigger than you makes you gay is part of the joke. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a poke at like how you don't need to explain. It's sure. Fun. You I, guys I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a tall woman. <laughs> how, how tall are you in, in height? Uh, I'm 5'11". Nice. So, but I wear heels, so I'm like 6'2 on stage often, which nice. I enjoy. People feel very weird about it. Everyone's fucking freaking out. Um, <laughs> but um, another comic who's gay went after me and said something about me on stage. She was like, oh, and the last girl was like a gay bash. Something about me, that being like an anti-gay joke. Yeah. And yeah. How do ma- they know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they figured me out. Yeah. And, but it, it's not, it's, it's a joke about these like toxic masculine like these people who are so afraid that they're gonna somehow become gay like be converted yeah you know but she made it now you're gay yeah yeah i I, I, I get it it doesn't strike me as a gay no it's not at all but but i guess it just hit her a certain way and then afterwards i she was also having i think a bad day it was a bad show Mm -hmm. and she was frustrated but um I like went up to her and I was like, Hey, listen, I, that is not the intention of that joke. So if it's coming off that way, like I would like to talk to you. It's also like, don't talk shit about the comedian that was just on and not expect me to like say something approach you. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm not mad. Like genuinely, I don't want to have gay bashy material. Um, yeah, you're conscious of how you want to come off. Yeah. And it's not part of yeah. your... And, and when you yeah. get to the DePaulo stage of your career, exactly. then you'll switch to that. <laughs> That's when I'm really going to switch to it. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Um, 
And so we had a pretty uncomfortable conversation and she's like, well, you're still saying that being gay is bad, but I'm like, don't you understand that there's irony? And she's like, yeah, but, but some people will just take it at face value. I'm like, well, but those people are stupid and they're the ones I'm making fun of. And she's like, okay. And like, we kind of just like agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird, but I, I, I appreciated that she had the conversation with me and sure. it's like, you know, and also I'm not a gay woman or man. So if a, if a gay person is telling me, then I should listen to them because it is about, you know, totally. take at least note. You yeah, might yeah. be yeah. you might be hitting people the wrong way. Like, just be smart about it. But. Yeah. yeah, I used to have a bit about, um, I used the F word. Oh. Because it was used to describe me in a bit. Uh-huh. And then I had somebody uh, explain to me like, well, you can use it in a bit, but uh, it's not necessarily the best thing. Mm-hmm. It, it really just... It's super distracting and sure. blah, blah, blah. And it was a gay comic and I kind of agreed. I, I was like, yeah, sure. it is really distracting. Yeah. And it, it could really obscure everything I'm saying. So it yeah. wasn't that good of a joke to begin with. Exactly. It's like we can, you don't have to, we're not being, you're not being censored. It's not being censored. Say whatever you want. Just uh. understand that with your freedom of speech for saying things, the people have the freedom of spree- speech to express to you totally. that they don't like it. Should they do it after the show or at yeah. an appropriate time? <laughs> Probably, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but like, we now live in a world with the internet and anyone can say anything. So yeah. use your power appropriately, yeah. I guess. You know, Totally. All right. Yeah. Well, you're to hear first, folks. <laughs> yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> the first time it's ever been said. Yes. Ever said it aloud. Uh, well, we want to thank you very much for coming on. Thank yes. you for having me. Thank you for being the first guest. Hell yeah. Uh, Congrats on the new pod. Oh, yeah. Thank you. But plug whatever you got. I know you. Uh, oh, the album Gonzo. Yes. Best place to get that. iTunes. iTunes is a great spot. Um, anywhere you get albums, it's on Amazon, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, the Hot Mess Comedy Hour is my podcast mm. for men and women. For men and women. Um, and uh, yeah, just Andrea Comedy 69. I have on... a clip from your podcast that we can play for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. Please. And this is Andrea Allen's uh, Gonzo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's the oldest Justin dad joke in the book uh, thank you guys very much thank you very much for coming on Andrea, right, Andrea thank you so much uh, and that's going to do it for the show this week guys we appreciate you listening I'm at Mike Coscarelli on all social Justin I'm at Justin Perez on Twitter and at the fart box on Instagram uh, and if you've made it this far, please go to our iTunes page, uh, which you're listening to the show on, I assume, uh, and leave us a five-star review. We're back. We're better than ever. We are Poo Poo Platter. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.